0: following is a teaching message from Shore Community Church. For more information on Shore for our teaching resources visit www.shore.org.nz Hi, my name is Carl Tinian and uh, it's my pleasure to be sharing a word with you this morning. I'm sorry that I'm not there in person. Um, hopefully another time. Uh, Quickly, I'm English. I live in New Zealand, been here about a year now. My wife is a Kiwi. I've got three kids and I've worked with YWAM Youth with a Mission for the last 25 years uh, in the UK and all around Europe. Uh, I think that's probably enough. I'm an artist. Uh, I uh, love theology, lecture in theology and I'm a chef and I run a YouTube channel called Heavenly Nosh uh, where I kind of try and combine art and food and theology in one strange cocktail uh, that'll do so uh, i'm talking about god's kindness and his grace and how people respond to such kindness and you've just heard those readings about god's steadfast loving kindness uh, that he's slow to anger um, and merciful and to such beautiful scriptures and i often think about that that in that moment god uses words to name himself that describe his actions. Quite often, the names that he has describe his dealings with us. Um, what's God like? Well, he's kind and he's patient. He's slow to anger, full of steadfast love and kindness. A-, a number of years ago, I mean, actually, when I was a child, I was part of a strange church. and I can't go into this story in great detail, but basically it was in the 80s and a bunch of punks got saved. Um, a radical conversion about 40 punks and they were wandering around looking for a church um, really kind of sid vicious and sex pistols kind of looking mohawks and pierced face but no churches would really take them in because they were just so rough around the edges and my parents ended up um, adopting them if you like and um, we became a, a church my parents became pastors uh, kind of accidentally uh, and it was amazing when I think back on it that you know these punks entered a journey of discipleship. They were all on drugs. They were, you know, they were drinking, smoking. They were doing all kinds of things that you know weren't normal in church and not really acceptable. But they'd encountered Jesus and they'd encountered His grace and His loving kindness, and and because of that, they 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 realised they'd been saved from from a lot. You know they they realized that they were undeserving and yet God had extended his mercy and, and, and unconditional love towards them. And I've noticed over the years when people realize what they've been saved from, they're so, they're so different, they're so kind of full of um, gratefulness. And uh, I wanna kind of unpack that. So I'm gonna tell a couple of stories um, from the Bible. And the first is about the woman of Samaria who Jesus met at the well. And it's a lovely story where Jesus was traveling and he and he went through Samaria. And it's an interesting point that really at that time, rabbis, Pharisees, they never went through Samaria. They were, they were so disgusted by Samaritans as, as being half Jews, muggled bloods, if you like. Uh, and they would walk around, a Pharisee would add two weeks to his journey uh, by going around Samaria rather than dirtying his feet. And Jesus is right there in the middle of it. I mean, we could just stop and think about that for a start. He's sitting by a well, and a woman comes up, and he says, "Madam, could you draw me draw me a drink?" And she's quite shocked because she recognises he's he's Jewish and he looks like a rabbi. And she says, "Sir, what are you asking me, a woman and a Samaritan, for a drink? Do you you know, what are you doing here?" Uh, and he's like, "Ah." Oh, if you really knew the one was asking you'd be asking me for a drink and she's kind of a bit confused by that she goes but hey you you don't have a bucket how are you going to draw well and jesus looks at her and he says well uh, why don't you get your husband to go and get a bucket and she's like ah um i don't have a husband and jesus looks at her and i think again with kindness and says no you're right you don't You know, you you don't have a husband because you've had five husbands and the man that you're with now is not your husband." Meaning that she's, you know, she's sleeping around. She's, we don't really know what her background was, but it probably wasn't great. And she's pretty shocked. She goes, oh, you must be a prophet. Like, you've seen through me, you've seen my sinfulness. And and so we have this woman that's rejected by the Jews. She's a woman, so she's viewed as second class in that culture. Uh, And she's an adulterer. She's like, you know, the the summary of everything bad. And Jesus is chatting with her and he goes, I want to give you water that will lead to living, living to, to life in all its fullness. That you'll never thirst again. The kind of water that I give leads to eternal life. And she's like, how can I have this water? And he says, I will give you that. And she realizes that he's the Messiah. And this radical revelation that he is the Messiah and he's offering her something that she doesn't deserve and um, is free. And she's just overwhelmed by this. And And you see the story unfolded. The disciples come back and they're like, oh, Jesus, what are you talking to her for? You know, even they are kind of appalled by that. But she has experienced that unconditional love and kindness. And something about Jesus is way with them, with her, uh, was just, it drew her in. God's like that with us, isn't he? And so she runs off to tell everyone in the town, in the village, and she's like, this man knew everything about me. Come and meet him. I think it's the Messiah, the one who's come to bring salvation to the world. So they all run back and they, they beg Jesus to stay longer. And, and, and it leads to this kind of whole bunch of them coming into relationship with God salvation beautiful story and an interesting point is that this this woman of Samaria she she in essence becomes the first apostle the first missionary or the first evangelist in this in the kind of new testament narrative she's the first one to encounter his kindness and go and tell everyone about it think about that it's pretty cool she's been forgiven much and accepted and loved even though she doesn't deserve it and her response is they're going to tell everyone the good news. And I want us to think about those encounters when when people are are saved from much and realize that they're undeserving and they experience that kind of grace. It's life-changing. It's transformational. I don't know about you, have you ever wondered what happened to this, this woman? The Eastern Orthodox Church um, they record her story, and we don't know how true. But often the early church and uh, recorded a lot of these things in a way that were not kind of properly written down in the scriptures. But they remember her as, as Saint Fortini, and the story goes that she joined that kind of um, that group of around Peter and the disciples that went out, and you know the kind of early apostles. And she became a missionary and evangelist with well, her daughters. Her daughters joined her in that. Um, and it, it, the story goes that she ended up, she was in Rome and, and preaching and, and was persecuted for her faith. And was en- ended up being thrown down a well where she died. Her joy and her love for God was so intense that she went that far and died in that place. Not the same well, but in that same circumstances where she first found life. Kind of inspiring. The other story that I was thinking of was Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus depending on however you want to pronounce it. Remember the story Jesus is walking along and, and Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector so he's not just a tax collector he's like the boss, he's like the big man which means he probably would have done a lot of unscrupulous things dodgy things to get to that place he probably was pretty ruthless and the jews hated tax collectors you know they they absolutely hated them they were they were usually kind of yeah taking money from people that from the poor and they were they were they were friends with the romans and they just were were a li- really low down there you know tax collectors tax collectors prostitutes non-jews they were all those kind of you know undesirables but for some reason he wants to see Jesus. He knows Jesus is coming and he's seeking him out. The story says he's seeking him out. And and it's and, and the story says he's he was a man of small stature. Now, I think that means that he was short, but there might be a double meaning to it that he was kind of his stature was small in the sight of, of people, which was probably true. But he's a short man, he's vertically challenged. So he climbs a tree so that he can get a better view of Jesus. He's, He's in that tree perched. And and he, I think he's such an undesirable that no one really sees him, you know. They're like, Phew. So he's probably a bit invisible up this tree. Jesus is walking along and the crowds are around him. And Jesus stops under the tree and he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for dinner tonight. That's a great moment, isn't it? It's a bit cheeky. We wouldn't do that in England, that's a bit rude. But Jesus sort of says, hey man, I'm coming to hang out with you. Now, this would have been quite a public announcement of of like people go, what? What? You're going to go and have dinner with this man? He's like, he's a sinner. And the Bible says that people started grumbling again. Does Jesus know what a sinner this guy is? And the word for sinner literally gets translated as people that deliberately do things, do wrong things. uh, Non-Jews and tax collectors. So their collective word for sinner included what he already was. Zacchaeus, however, recognises the, the, the honour of, of, of a rabbi inviting himself to his house for dinner. And it says he hurries down the tree joyfully and says, oh, yeah, come to my house for dinner. He's like, he's been accepted, hasn't he? Unconditional, steadfast, loving kindness. So Jesus goes to Zacchaeus's house for dinner. And, and this is a, you know, he's been, he knows he's not deserving. And yet somehow Jesus has woven him into relationship. There's a restoration, isn't there, in that process. And Zacchaeus is overwhelmed by this. And his response is interesting. He says, Lord. So already he's de- he's he's describing Jesus as Lord, Lord. Uh, I'm going to give all, half of my possessions away to the poor. And if there's anyone that I've defrauded, if I've treated people badly and I've swindled them, I will give them back what I owe them four times over. That's a, that's a response, isn't it? That is an encounter with Jesus. That is a recognition of being saved from, from much. It's a lovely story. He's loved into the kingdom of God. Even those undeserving and we're all the same aren't we we can we can relate to this story whether we like it or not we're undesirable really if we're to be truly honest we might have the outer sort of facade um kind of nicely nicely sort of sorted out but internally we we're undeserving of god's beautiful grace of his that he's that he's slow to anger and abiding in love and full of steadfast loving kindness He's full of mercy Zacchaeus, what happened to him? Well, again, the early church, we don't know it historically exactly, but the early church um, defined him as another apostle that went and, after the uh, ascension, after Jesus had gone back up to, into heaven, joined with Peter and travelled with Peter as an evangelist and went to Rome. And Peter apparently uh, appointed Zacchaeus to be the first bishop of Caesarea. And, and it says that he, he lived And died peacefully lived to his old age isn't that cool we don't know if that's true but guys it's uh, it's probably true it's no surprise to me that, that people like the woman of Samaria and Zacchaeus the woman caught in adultery those kinds of people the woman that was bleeding who had been outcasts rejected undesirable full of sinfulness had encountered Jesus and been loved into a restoration of their identity. And in that of, of forgiveness and grace and their response is overwhelming. When you, when you experience that kind of, un, of unconditional love, you want to give yourself, you throw yourself into it. And they did. They followed Jesus to the ends of the earth. They left their countries, in some cases died for their faith. This is the gospel. It's the beautiful gospel, and it's it's. We need to learn to, to to find words to describe it in ways that 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 those that do not know God would be like. Wow, he's like that. He's that kind. He's that. He's full of mercy. Even though, even though he knows what I've done and what where I've come, he's he's that kind. Yeah, he is. It's the gospel of the good news. So I'll leave it there and, and I want you to kind of ponder on these stories and enter into that narrative, try and see it and be there and see that, 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 that look of, of kind of shock on Zacchaeus' face or the woman of Samaria. You're talking to me, you're making space for me. Enter into that and allow the Holy Spirit to, to renew your mind and to think about how you see people around you. Do you treat people around you? in the workplace or in your neighbourhood, in the way that Jesus treated these people. Are you like that? It's a challenge for me, too. So Father, we, we thank you that you are so full of kindness, mercy, that you're slow to anger, full of steadfast, loving kindness. Those words resound throughout history. It is who you are. It's how you act. Father, we're so in love with you and we want to be like you in that way walk in your steps help us to be that light and soul in the world that 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 all people might know how good you are and be wooed into your kingdom by the by the grace in which we treat people help us lord in jesus name amen well it's been great to be with you um and uh, god bless you and uh, again hopefully we we get to hang out at some point in the future